Adar, and thank you for joining XRO, which is India's first AR VR podcast. And today, I'm really happy to have Mr. Nikhil Salani. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. So, rather than me doing the introduction, why don't you take it from there and give a small introduction, and then we can get into the conversation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Adi. Thanks for inviting me on your podcast. I'm following it from a while. Uh, I am seeing your work in AR VR. I think. from 2017 or 18 when you started the first ar vr conference i was part of it right <laughs> fortunately and and from them yeah i was following you of this podcast your the work with xr bazaar and all so starting with my introduction i am uh, right now tech lead at arway uh, from past cup i'm been in ar from 2016 uh, working mostly my career with startups uh, trying to create uh, things which are out of the box uh, which amaze people uh through that journey i joined drway and, uh, and and started creating the tools for other developers to uh, create those those experience which i was creating right uh, and right now at rway i'm i lead the engineering team uh, and also the computer vision if you know i'm a more of a tech guy who spends more the, more of the time coding and building the things Uh, so thanks again for inviting me. Obviously, it's a pleasure to have you. And yes, we know each other for quite some time. You are part of the Emerging VR Fest, and whatever I've been doing from early 2016 is to kind of like build an ecosystem. Because from then, I saw that AR, VR, MR has got a huge potential. And back then, I believed that it could transform uh, every industry verticals. And, and through 2016 till now, uh, uh, my Uh, my belief has become more stronger because from there till now there is now much more impl- implementation there is higher adoption and, and I, i think it's it's that curve a, a point of time where the inflection point as we all say is that maybe it, it, you know in another few years this i mean technology as a tool could actually replace your computer and any mobile phone you know so i'm really excited about augmented reality virtual reality and mixed reality but you stuck on to augmented reality could you uh, share with my audience what was the reason that got you excited for augmented reality yeah so uh, i mean I, when i started back in 2016 right uh, there were uh, uh, i mean first of all there's very um, anyone can start with ar very easily they don't need extra hardware to build on you just need your uh, smartphone so that was one of the point at that time when i was in my college right i didn't have that devices to even go into the vr so ar was only the choice and i was in a hackathon where i saw someone doing ar they scanned a newspaper and the uh, the news got alive right so from there it was uh, i got interested in and Uh, it took at least uh, three to four months for me to just find out. Okay, these are the at least the tools. I mean, at that time there was no AR kit and AR code, right? I think only Vuforia, Catcher, couple of tools were there who were just doing the image tracking. Uh, the AR was limited to just image tracking and uh, things on top of it. Uh, but uh, as we move back uh, from 2017, 18, AR kit and AR code uh, came out, and from there the ecosystem is raising so fast, and we see. every other day new tools new use cases are coming out right so uh, uh, ar was the only uh, when i started ar was the only reason but now i have i also looked into vr that's also interesting i have i have oculus quest where i developed few apps uh, published a one so now i am more of a ar vr kind of guy but i started with ar because 
yeah i mean whenever you see ar or someone sees ar they are kind of amazed right okay why did, how did it happen so that i got interested lovely yeah, yeah so i guess all of these i mean whether it's ar vr mr i uh, i think it it it's slowly converging i think in maybe like possibly 10 15 years we'll have one single wearable device which will have all its capabilities you know whether it's ar vr or mr it will have all all the possible capabilities in one single wearable device and yes i think you are quite right you know we already have devices which can build and create and you know you can have experiences on ar with our smartphones you know so we already have those 2 mm. billion ar devices and you don't really need to get into those expensive uh, vr headset and things like that so talk to my audience about your entrepreneurial journey you know when was ar waste uh, incepted and what has been the challenges and the opportunities so before ar we just i mean i was i mean building a lot of ar use cases i mean i participated in like 40 plus hackathons and out of those 40 plus hackathons i just built ar apps on all those 40 hackathons right and that to uh, on different use case someone was manufacturing someone i was targeting education someone i was targeting navigation right someone was industrial iot ar so out of those 40 experience hackathons experience what i found out was one of the killer use case was the indoor navigation part right and and after that hackathons experience i started really creating a kind of a, a, a company or a, a software which can make it easy for anyone to just uh, do this indoor navigation experience for their building and stuff um, with we will providing tools for that Uh, but with our way uh, i joined baran uh, my co-founder uh, through linkedin and we kind of uh, merged and started our way as a new company back in 2018 and initially we were just doing a uh, same indoor navigation we were pitching indoor navigation only as a use case as a tool but uh, later in 2020 we were accepted in techstars which is one of the top accelerator in the world uh, there we pivoted our business model and our tool or sdk to a more of a tool which can uh, not just uh, build which in which you developers can use to build not just indoor navigation but other ar experience which needs persistent location or uh, experience around location right so now from then to now we are a more of a developer tool company which uh, provides you tool to build all this kind of ar apps with ease uh, what we have found out this uh, ar kit and ar core were not good enough to build an app developers need to do a lot in terms of building their own cloud infrastructure uh, building sample scenes building a cms so what we have done is we have built all those this layers on top of ar kit and ar core and developers just need our kit to build those awesome ar apps right so till now now we have pivoted to this rv and since now uh, we released our beta in last november and we have now four, more than 1500 developers community in our discord and 300 plus signups on our product which people are using developers are using creating developer experience ar experience so the the way you said it i think i i hope my audience kind of grabs it and i mean you have been persistent at your work you know you have uh, taken part in some 40 plus hackathons and you build numerous ar apps and experiences and i guess that's the only way you you kind of hone your skills and grow 
you know, and, and you've been at it. You know, the first time I met you, I think, was back in 2017 when you were just trying to put that AR navigation app together. You know, and then from there, now you said you're pivoted to becoming in a complete AR development platform. I, I, I think that's a incredible, incredible journey, and wish you the very best. And and LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn or the social media platform. I think we must say that I think. Because of social media or internet, I think it, it, it's it's almost like a platform or a tool which has given anyone and everyone the opportunity to kind of uh, meet with like-minded people, yeah. explore opportunities. You could be sitting in a rural area. So the reason I'm saying this is that you know because there are a lot of people who say that oh I don't have money, I don't have resources, I don't have this. I think only that only thing that you need is hard work, and I guess that that's what you have proved. You know, forty plus hackathons, you have you have honed your skills over the years, perfecting it and and pivoting from a navigation app to a AR development. Looking at the opportunities, you know, and I guess that somehow has been my kind of road roadmap. Also, I started as creating virtual reality content, and then I've pivoted, and now I'm uh, I'm creating an ecosystem. I I have a, a B2B2C uh, market uh, ecom marketplace for AR VR, and, and I guess the, the more time you spend in the ecosystem, you meet like-minded, and if you are at it. Honestly, you will find a way to kind of grow. So, 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 would you like to talk a little bit more about the uh, the app at this point in time? You also mentioned that your product uh, is uh, better rather than an AR co and AR kit. So, could you kind of talk about uh, what makes AR way kit unique and what are your plus points? Sure. So uh, whenever a developer I mean, start uh, de- developing an AR app, right? He generally builds on top of AR Kit and AR Core, but uh, the features which are in AR Code Kit and AR Core are not enough. You really need uh, some features like CMS, uh, a cloud infrastructure to hold your content, AR content. Uh, which, if every developer start developing the app, uh, they won't focus on their core logic, their business logic, but on on this infrastructure side. But what we have done with our wicket is we have provided all these features on top of ARKit and AR Core, where you can just focus on your business logic or on your app logic, and we will handle all this for you. Uh, for this, we have dedicated tools, uh, Web Studio, CMS, and mapping app, which made make the process very easy, right? And that's what we are seeing with our developers, right? We have 20% uh, plus developers, uh, uh, beginners, right? More than 20% of developers which join us, they are just looking one of one of my YouTube tutorials, which I made using Arvicate, and they just join and sign up, and they start creating the app. They find the process so easy with Arkit as compared to using native ARKit and AR Core. So it's the process of the ease and easiness to manage, build, and deploy, which Arkit uh, brings to the developers. And so beginners, we see more beginners are attracted to us because it's very easy for them to get started and get into the ecosystem very easily. Uh, That's what the kit does. Right, right. You said that there is an engagement that you're doing, you're building YouTube tutorials and things like that. I guess that's that's a very cool thing to engage developers. Could you you talk about some use cases or apps that has been built using ARV Kit? Sure. So first of the, uh, we'll start with the use cases, which is mostly done by developer. One of the top use cases is is indoor navigation. I mean, most of the developers which comes to our kit, 
they tend to develop a, a navigational based apps whether it's for outdoor or indoor and i experience around it and and few developers which we are uh, working with they are developing a gaming app with target where you know the location of your next player right a gaming app in, in which you will know the location of each player you can create some experience around it and same uh, few of the developers are working for industrial iot uh, ar location app where you need to attach a particular uh, piece of information to a specific location so these are all uh, use cases and there are a lot i mean more number of use cases which are done by developers so the kit uh, it allows them to develop multiple use cases it's not limiting them to any one use cases but uh, any use case which requires location persistent or ar or cms uh, it can be done using our kit right right you, you mentioned uh, indo navigation you also men- mentioned industrial iot i think the spatial computing is a big a big thing i think in another couple of years we will be sensorizing i think every physical products creating digital twins so that they start serving hmm. us better and all, all those information so would you like to kind of explain to my audience what spatial computing is and how excited you as a company for spatial computing sure so uh, spatial computing is is as as you mentioned like it is it's a digit, digital twin of the world and which is which is interactable which is machine readable right so what we what we do is we provide tools to make the spatial computing happen right um, i mean people talk about spatial computing but what we do at arvicket we build those tools where a developer can um, uh, make a digital twin and make that digital twin interactable with the with their smartphones right and then they can create this kind of use cases whether it's industrial iot whether it's navigation whether it's gaming right so i mean spatial computing is something which is uh, also the base layer of ar glasses with when we talk about ar glasses spatial computing is needed by them to understand where they are what what they are seeing right so uh, for all this to happen uh, developers really need tools because developers can't do everything from scratch right and there arvicket comes into the play it really gives you the tools to make the special computing happen you mentioned about ar glasses i think you know some of the biggest companies are currently working on ar glasses that's apple that's facebook there's uh, not there, there there is uh, real Uzix, there is in India. There are people. I mean, Geo is getting into it. There's so many other companies who are working on building AR glasses. In another ten years, when this five or ten years, when this completely matures, we will not need TVs. We will we will not need billboard walls because wherever you look at. you know the entire world will be annotated will be like a digital screen for you so, yeah. so 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 that that is is very very excited but what do you think has been the drawback for a real robust ar uh, classes to come into the market so far what do you think has been the problems yeah so uh, i think there are multiple problems why they are i mean still they are not uh, up to the mark or why they are so expensive and so bulky to wear that you really don't like to wear in public i think it's it's multiple reasons one is obviously the computing which is needed 
for spatial computing, the on-device uh, processing which is, which is needed, also the connectivity. And now we see the 5G is being rolling out in few, in few areas. So that will eventually help uh, to create the ecosystem. So uh, one is the processing, other one is the computing, uh, the third one is the, uh, the, the, the design itself. Uh, people are trying now, if you see, uh, glasses are really going uh, towards the uh, design part, uh, especially which people can wear in public. They don't want to uh, even get uh, get embraced while wearing AI glasses in public. And fourth one is obviously uh, privacy and security, right? Uh, because when you are wearing an AI glasses which has uh, cameras and sensors on top of it, it's always recording, right? So you need to make sure the crucial data or the personal data which you are scanning never leaves the device or cannot be used for some other purposes. So these are multiple uh, points, but I think uh, as we are progressing, every company is uh, solving one of that point and coming with a new technology, a new way of solving that problem. And as we evolve, there will be one company who will lead all those and solve all those issues and uh, give us a final mature product. And I think Apple and Google has a good chance there, but a small, a small uh, companies, I mean, which we have also partnered with, we have partnered with few OEMs to provide our kit specialists for their AR glasses. Uh, they are also solving good enterprise use cases. So I think it's the whole ecosystem which will mature eventually with all tackling all these issues. I know small companies who are building AR glasses, you know, then there are no small mm. companies who are building VR glasses also mentioned that privacy is going to be a very big issue. And I guess that's the reason Google Glass had to stop when they started in the early mm. 2000, you know. So, so it, but I, I'm sure that like you mentioned, you know, all these companies are individually trying to solve those problems and trying to figure out how we could create a glass which will create transformation for in industries, enterprise, individuals. But overall, how is it being in India from your perspective as an AR startup? How good or bad is the e ecosystem according to you when it comes to uh, augmented reality, virtual reality or immersive tech startups uh, support here in India? Yeah, so I think it's it's it's... It's growing pretty well. Uh, back in 2016, when I started, uh, I used to go and pitch this AR prototypes to every, during my hackathon experience, to every enterprise from Honeywell to even governments, right? I used to pitch the small use cases of AR. I mean, that time they were seeing it for first time, right? But now if we come to 2020, 2021, they have been been into the ecosystem they not they know what AR is and now it is progressing. You can see, I mean, most of uh, especially the enterprise, they are adopting AR in terms of AR product uh, showcase. Uh, if you see recently, Tata Motors released their Safari in, in AR, uh, OnePlus released their phone in AR. So uh, they are adopting to the ecosystem of the AR and especially after this pandemic, right? When you had no other choice of showcasing a product in live. So AR uh, gives you a new way of, I mean, showing or showcasing a product, which is just next in front of you. So I think the pandemic has also helped uh, in adopting more of AR, especially in the product showcase, uh, content showcase market. Right. Yeah. But it is eventually. Yeah. It is eventually. I mean, growing a lot as compared to what it was in 2016. It has been uh, exponentially growing now. People are adopting, and uh, they are keen into AR. They know what AR is, and they know this is the future. Right. Yeah. So in, in the pandemic, I saw us. Uh, 
school, a government school from Kerala, which was using augmented reality. And, and somehow you right, you pointed out right to me that because of COVID, all of these technologies are kind of accelerated. People are looking at it in a lens where they see that, oh, this is a technology which is going to chart out the future course of maybe healthcare, education, training, travel, and, and yeah, there are uh, uh, people such as Status Party, one place, who are now understanding the importance of leveraging, leveraging this technology. And, and I hope uh, uh, to see more of these brands coming out and adopting this technology. You know, one of the biggest game of or AR game obviously has been Pokemon. You know, but after Pokemon, that, that, that AR game, I haven't seen anything which as big uh, as or as mass adopted as the Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Go. Where do you think is the problem and when do you think we will start seeing world-scale spatial AR experiences or games? Which is like anchored yeah, so, anchored in the, the you know, real world, you know, where you go yeah, around and you can, you know, like yeah, yeah. so it, it, it's more of, you know, where spatial collaboration where, you know, people can actually you know, multiple people can see see the same digital objects anchored into real life. So I'm excited about that. You know, when do you think that something like that's going to happen? Yeah, so uh, I mean that's going to happen, and the only I mean why the reason it's not happening is is the is the uh, tech uh, the tech itself is not evolved. That if you see uh, there's a company called Ubiquiti Six, they they launch their app called Displayland, in which you what you can do you can scan a, a space and you can pinpoint to a three uh, D location. Uh, they invested a lot in that app, but eventually it didn't work out as it was expected. And, and the reason why it was not working out because the processing needed to create those digital twins to scan the area that, that was not good enough for all the phones which are supported. I mean, few phones, higher phones it can support, but not all the phones. So what I see is, I mean, there's always a demand and the use case is there. The technology itself is not that mature as of now to create those kind of experience for an individual, I mean, for a user. I mean, you can obviously spend thousands of dollars to create that experience, but that doesn't work until a, a, a user with a, a simple smartphone can use it or create it on his own, right? Uh, so I think once the tech get matures in the next couple of years, uh, we have now seeing LIDAR being added in new iPhones that will eventually help for uh, digital scanning very easily. Uh, similarly, uh, new tech has been coming in which you can just scan uh, using a normal camera, but that's still evolving. Uh, and I think next couple of years or three, four years, it will be more mature and we'll see more of this experience created by normal users. Uh, which we are seeing right now with, let's say, 2D video platforms, right? Uh, 10 years ago, it was very hard to create even a video when iPhone got released, right? And now we see the rise of TikTok or rise of any other platform in which any user can create a video and share real. But 10 years ago, it was not possible because the tech itself was not there. So I think it's also the tech as well as the, I mean, the environment which gets mature with the time. Right, yeah, and, and tech, I think, is growing in an exponential space, you know, and it's it's leaving us far behind, you know, we need to catch up with it, you know, and yes, I'm, like, like I mentioned, I'm really excited for these shared spatial experiences, you know, because I'm excited for that world, but just imagine, like, you know, your education, everything could be transformed, you know, you have these, uh, you could be sitting at your home, but you'll feel that you're sitting with, uh, your, your students around the world and you could anchor objects a, 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 onto mm -hmm. the physical world you know 
just imagine maybe what could happen to these art galleries and things like that so i'm super excited about that world and i know that you know currently we have these technological drawbacks but technology is going in exponential space and some of the top minds including you guys are trying to solve that problem making the camera more intelligent and i guess with artificial intelligence converging and growing it, it, it's it's a matter of time where we will be able to create these world scale experiences so, so coming mm. back to ar waves now if a developer or somebody who's fresh who wants to kind of start exploring and building content with arv kit is it arv kit or is rv kit because you've been mentioning rv kit i've been saying arv kit first what is that and how does a developer start developing and what's the pricing model on arv or rv yeah so it's i mean uh, different countries i mean even with co-founders pronounce it differently <laughs> so uh, it's it's generally rv kit uh, what how we commonly say it uh, so for a developer uh, what we have done is is we have reduced the steps which he needs to do in terms of uh, use the kit because when we were in in 2016 it was very hard to i mean even the tools were not there but with with our pricing model we have made it freemium so any developer can uh, uh, join sign up and start creating those experience for testing right and once he is satisfied with the kit uh, we have our pricing model which is based on uses so according to, uh, to the users of the app or the or the apis which he use for the app uh, we charge him and 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 what we have done also is is we have made the process of uh, getting into the sdk very easy by providing just the sample app which you can download onto the from the app store and play store which makes the a process easy to understand the sdk uh, we see a uh, developers downloading the sdk setting the build environment and then building out so that takes lot of time instead of what we have done for our sdk is we have provided a lot of tutorial video uh, audio documents as well as uh, pre built apps on app store and play store which will really uh, shorten the life uh, life uh, when a developer just sign ups and get into the ecosystem very easily right we have reduced the timeline so that eventually helps developers to get started uh, very easily and that's why we have 20 plus, 20% or more of our developers who are just beginners they are even new to the unity ar right they just see this awesome tutorial and they just sign ups and uh, sign ups and then start creating the experience right people are looking at you know new technologies as a profession you know whether it's a bus technology whether artificial intelligence data science so yes i mean you know keep on doing what you are doing so so, so uh, uh are you guys uh, bootstrapped or are you guys funded at this point in time yeah so uh, we are funded by techstars uh, uh, and also few other angel investors and with the, and we have also started our next round of seed funding from january uh, we are going for our next round because uh, we want to ship the product with the vision uh, quite uh, quickly to the developers uh, that's why we are looking for some extra funding to develop and ship those experience to developers so they can create their awesome ar experience uh, and and in terms of vision uh, we we do have a lot of, of, of new things coming in future we have uh, integration with awesome ar headsets uh, we are looking forward to uh, uh, solving their text text especially the software text text and the ar classes because most of the ar classes right they just focus on hardware their software experience or the ecosystem of the software isn't that good as compared to hardware and you know for ar classes it's uh, software and hardware need to um, match on same level so what we are partnering with we are partnering with few of the oems 
to build their software stack uh, for the AR headsets. So eventually, the the ecosystem on AR headsets is is as matured as it's on the mobile AR. You see all your apps on uh, AR headsets as well whenever you adopt it. Uh, also, your point of the pandemic, right? I mean, in, in this pandemic, when we got hit by COVID, right? Everyone has a laptop or a or a phone, so they could have uh, I mean, used Zoom, Zoom, right? But everyone had had like a VR or Oculus Quest, right? They would have preferred to do a, a VR conference or a VR meeting, right? It's only because of the tools aren't there, the hardware isn't there. That that's why people opted Zoom because everyone had this <laughs> a phone or a laptop to just video conference but if they had the vr headset they might have done the vr conference and we would have have a new player of vr <laughs> in the in the pandemic it's only the ecosystem uh, maybe after 5 years or 10 years you know i've been to i've been to various conferences and when i speak to students or people you know, i realize that you know through the talk you know i mean they don't understand you know when i kind of like give them like okay this is what the technology is, this is what virtual reality is and this is what it can do in various industries in the next few years you know and this is how transformational it is you know but unless and until though they don't put the vr headset and experience it firsthand they don't really know how potential this technology is yes so you rightfully pointed out this if and only if the, those those we, we had uh, like AR etc, VR etc, instead of these these flat computers, then obviously we would have a kind of switch to that because that is more experiential. You are breaking the barriers of your which you have been restricted for the last mm. hundred years, and then you will be getting into the three D world and experiencing things exactly like you interact with your physical objects. So yes. That, that is a super exciting space. But yes, we have current drawbacks where the price points are uh, not very uh, conducive for you know, for consumers to go for it. So yes, it, there are there are those various problems, but like, there are various people also, companies trying to tackle that and, and, and uh, trying to f- uh, figure out and solve the problem. So, to, uh, you know, the ones who are developers, content creators, or entrepreneurs who are listening, what would be your advice to them if they want to choose augmented reality virtual area immersive tech as a career? Yeah, uh, so uh, uh, this as a career is, is is quite good. I mean, in fact, uh, if you want to go in engineering, even content creation, it, it's way good as compared to back in 2016 and 18, uh, where people were experiencing it first time. But now, as we see, uh, every department or every big company has a as a special department for AR VR apps, we see people hiring AR VR engineer a lot. Uh, Facebook is hiring, I mean, six thousand people. They hire same for every big tech company, right? So the ecosystem now has, I mean, it's grown. It's also exponentially growing. So if you enter at this moment of time, you will eventually uh, be in that growth, uh, be a part of that growth, and. Uh, whatever you do, even if it's engineering or it's content creation or even it's a UI UX for AR because that's very crucial when you uh, do AR, UI UX is one of the crucial part. So whatever part of the AR, VR ecosystem you choose, it's suddenly growing at a pace. Uh, so eventually you will be the part of growth if you join now. Uh, it's not like 2016 or 17 where the tools itself are not there. There are now hundreds of companies like us we are, which are developing tools as well as the ecosystem. So now is the right time. When anyone wants to get into it, what's the future vision for ARV and 
paint a picture to my audience what the world is going to look like in the next 5 and 10 years when augmented reality starts to change yeah so uh, the the future for our way is, is to make uh, ar or special computing happen and when you tell about uh, special computing ar plays a major part of it so we want to build those tools where where every developers just use uh, Uh, this easy tool to develop their experience and build it for hundreds of or thousands of users right so that's why we are heading uh, we wanted to develop those tools which make the special computing happen because as we see uh, uh, in next couple of or 3 to 5 years uh, ar glasses are already there but they are uh, about to come for the general users and first thing which they will need is is the content right is the software is the is not the hardware but when 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 a, a user buys a hardware he, he needs to use it for any apps right so what we are doing we are creating that ecosystem and whenever ar hardware is is matured uh, developer can use our tools to build ar apps for that ecosystem for the ar hardware set uh, so eventually the software and hardware comes at the same time and gives the best experience to the user where they will just wear the ar headset and walk around to use the it, it for all the all their purpose which they use it right now for i mean when they use their mobile for now but in 5 to 10 years it will be replaced by ar headset and we are there to build a tool which will eventually help the software part of it to happen thank you nikhil it was a pleasure talking to you and you you said it right i think you know what some of the biggest companies are building these ar glasses you know and you, you name it everybody is in in, in, in the in the run you know right from apple facebook google microsoft sony samsung and even some of the small players which glasses a geo i mean how could i uh, forget geo mm-hmm. geo is also in the run okay, you know uh, and and some of the smaller players also and and which glasses becomes goes the mass adopted i mean it's anybody's guess you know and i wish that more than the big guys i hope some of the small guys comes and creates a unique proposition or a hard a really robust glasses which compels people to wear it full day you know because not mm-hmm. everybody wears glasses now glasses is also yeah. something yeah. so how would that narrative play out it is i think is going to be one of the most important thing because we keep on talking about going to a world where a computer and a phone will converge into one one single wearable device but why would someone wear a glasses full day is a narrative which needs to be built out which becomes so compelling that you know then i think that the world gets interesting and you also mentioned that in that world when we have a glasses which needs to be worn full day because it's mm. super compelling you'd require content and not many people are understanding that the biggest business opportunity is in content creation and and all those new content creation the creators startups studios i mean i would like to tell them that we are getting into a world where we breaking out from the 2d barrier and we're getting into the 3d world and it's going to be a huge opportunity it's not just about the financial uh, uh, you know uh, the opportunity over there it, it's the exploratory uh, opportunity for a content creator to create content which is immersive experiential and and create a product a solution experiences which 
creates or transforms mankind. So I'm excited for that. And I hope that somebody kind of picks up and becomes that, that startup that looks at the opportunity and starts building content. And you are the platform that maybe they will go to. So wish you the very best to my listeners. If you like what you see in here, please press the subscribe button. And until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.